Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, joined again by Ole Demigard. Ole, what do you see going on right now in the world that draws your attention? I always think back to your, it's like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> well, well, well. Deception, bullshit, and deception, I would say. Yeah. So, one thing I want to say is, like, how long is it since uh, Lahaina happened? Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on there, and how quickly did we forget? You know, even if it's an ongoing operation, how quickly... How how many are thinking about what is alleged to be happening in U in the Ukraine now? Mm -hmm. How many? It's like this bump, 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 and that's the name of the game. We're up against like an illusionist who's saying, "Look here, look there, hook there," and di di divert the attention away, away, away. So, I would strongly say, please don't forget the people of Lahaina. Uh, they're yeah. going through absolute horror. And now when the world is looking the other way, they just speed it up. They go brutal, brutal. And uh, so I see Lahaina in Maui as a template that is being uh, where they step up the game. And it's been planned for a lot of different places, if I'm correct. You know, so we let them get away with that one. I live in a place that could very well be on next on in line. Not fun at all. Mm. And so, uh, look at the the players there. Look at uh, where they appear in other areas uh, of the world. Most of the time, if not always, NATO countries where they suddenly pop up their ugly head again, and see that there might be a bigger picture going on. Because look at how that is done. Then that how is done kind of template being used, mm -hmm. which I would strongly suggest there is problem, reaction, solution on ongoing. There's some background noise, uh, Michael. I don't know. It sounds like heavy traffic or something like that. Hmm. It's not, is it in your end or? Let, let me, uh, let me uh, shut the, shut the door probably. Over here. Okay. No, it's exactly the same, but what can we do? Mm -hmm. That's one spooky camera for you. I know. Was it following me or follow me over there? <laughs> so I think, uh, for instance, if you look at the Paradise Fires, you had one incident manager. That's an interesting title for you. Incident manager. You had... John Pelletier in Las Vegas, who is the incident manager of Las Vegas, the mass shooting there. Mm -hmm. I would strongly say, could it be that maybe he was in charge of that operation in certain parts? Um, he brought his uh, second in charge, uh, his deputy, uh, Charles Hank III. He brought him to Lahaina as well. 
we got another incident manager that just appears in Maui. He's the guy that takes care of the fires and the inspection of the houses. He was uh, in the Paradise Fires. Uh, his name is Tom, Tom something. And his job, I mean, there's some weird sounds in the background, some music and... That's weird. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody's playing with us. Anyway, so so this uh, incident manager, he, it's like film music. Damn. Mm. Can you not hear it? No, it's not, not on my end. This is just strange. Uh, but anyway, let me just see. No, it's nothing here. All mutants. I hope I'm the only one who can hear it. Yeah, this yeah I was muted on my end. I have no idea where this sound is coming from. There's, it's, yeah, I don't hear it, so maybe it's... Uh, okay, so at least it's not on the recording, so... Uh, I get really distracted here. So we're back to the illusion, distraction, you know, yeah. and some, like this whole thing. Anyway, so this guy who was the incident manager there, his job at the para in the Paradise Fires, after the Paradise Fires, was to lead his team uh, from house to house to house to house, the exact same type of houses that were just built or burnt to the ground, and go through the rubble. And then they placed like a, uh, a poster outside where it said, complete with a green tick. Yeah. Not... What the hell is going on? I'm so, I'm sorry. It's just uh, maybe you got something yeah. running in the background you're not aware of. No, no, it's but not coming I, through here though. Okay, that's the main thing. So sorry for me being distracted here. Anyway, so this guy then appears in my way as well. Uh, the exact thing where they go around, go through all of the houses, put whatever they do there. I think they're cleaning up um, evidence, cleaning up evidence. And then every house that is done, they put a sign outside that says complete with a green tick. You Normally green is something positive and yes, God, we got that one. You know, it should be sort of maybe cleared or, or checked or something about complete. I think that is a bit interesting. But I was in touch with a person who was in the California fires, in the Paradise fires, and he said that the weeks before coming up to this incident, there were white, uh, uh, white little, uh, he didn't really know what they were, put on the light, po uh, light poles along the road. And these ones, according to people that were there, when, it, when the fire started, when they came driving, they stole the cars. So the cars just died from mm -hmm. what, what was in these boxes. And wow. so they couldn't, so the 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 ones that escaped had to do it by foot and managed to get out there, but many didn't, and so it wasn't that uh, that they were just caught by the fire, the 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 they were technically stopped, and now with digital uh, vehicles, it's getting more and more vulnerable with these type yeah. of things, and also more and more grotesque and bizarre when you think of it. So, I think so, uh, uh, electromagnetic pulse would have done that. Uh -huh. Yeah, just knock it out. Yeah. 
we'll just yeah. basically shut them down because we we had those when we were in Iraq. We had like a an antenna that was sent out an electromagnetic pulse that would shut down anyone with a cell phone trying to set off car bombs or set off bombs around us. So uh, that's the technology. Looks sounds like they put it in the light bulbs. Which is interesting you say it because very often when something goes down, suddenly the cell phone stop working. Uh, that is a standard procedure. Uh, I don't know. Is it possible also to stop the filming function uh, functionality in a camera? Oh yeah, Take absolutely. It. It's exactly. all, it's all um, you know uh, um, you know uh, they they have the technology the the like um, what it was the wafers the the chips and so forth. Uh, basically, they have uh, you know whatever intel they have in it. They, it basically uh, technology has in it that basically the EMP basically shuts it all down. Um, it either stops it from functioning or completely fries it. That is what we see again and again. Uh, it was a J six that same thing. Yep, shut that's, it down. That's where very often we don't see footage from thousands of people because. Right. Everybody was like, what the hell is going on? They don't see that it's happening with everyone else as well. Mm -hmm. And so we had to look at the official uh, footage and say, oh, okay, this is what happened because, and very often it's not. So uh, I think that one of the reasons why they may have done these type of things, stole the cars and so on, is to get rid of people that would otherwise become a problem, you know, when it comes to properties, when it comes to, because now this was a natural disaster, so insurance doesn't uh, kick in, other things doesn't, and if the whole family, whatever, is not there anymore, vaporized, then it's just a land grab, take over, take over, take over. And many times also, if these are indigenous people or, you know, tribal people like that, very much easier as well in these uh, grounds to take over because not always are there uh, the land, the papers written the way they should, well, should, but uh, sort of according to Western civilization. So by, by completely getting rid of them, erasing them from Mother Earth, they can just very easily move in and just boom, 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 clear it up and complete property by property. Mm. Go back after the Paradise Fire, it would be very interesting if somebody went there now and saw what happened with these areas. What was, what was the, what is going on there now? Or are they just cleansed and left alone? And where the people that live there have now been pushed uh, into the cities that are being transformed into smart cities. And many of them ending up as homeless in the streets, where, which is now in many cities around the world becoming illegal so that they get picked up by, by night by police that are just, you know, moving them and many times never to be seen or, or heard of again. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a dark agenda. So uh, please don't forget Maui. And I also heard from people that were working at uh, uh, top-level restaurants in uh, in uh, Maui that they made a lot of uh, food for the people of Lahaina, transported to there. FEMA confiscated it and put it into landfills. Wow! The food, though. So it's like uh, no one is helping them. It's on the contrary; they're being completely shut up. And I know. I think it was in the '90s. There was a a Navy SEAL, I think he's a former Navy SEAL, he said that he there was some kind of a, a natural, real natural disaster going on on the island of Maui and that, 
he said for for weeks, if not months, there were helicopters in and out, and planes and transportation. You know, with aid coming in and out. They're zero now, absolute zero. They're left on their own, and the idea is to force them out to just make them leave because there's no food, there's no water, there's no toilets, there's no nothing, fuel, nothing, mm. and they're being locked in and locked in. And and if you look at Lahaina itself, it's just roadblocks by roadblock. I don't know how many in central Lahaina. It's just roadblock, 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 roadblock. So you can't get in, you can't get out, you can't get move at all. So very suspicious, and I think, uh, uh, well, suspicious. It's it's super clear that this is a extremely criminal uh, overtake. Has nothing to do with help or aid or. Uh, legal rights or something like this. This is rape and plunder. That's the name of the game. And shame on the people who are involved. That is really so below any kind of humanity. So we look at other places in the world. Why are we not focusing on Lahaina? Because other things have now happened. Boom. There's a major thing going on in Sweden. I think we were talking about that last time with the landslide. Uh, one thing that is interesting is that that area where the landslide happened, which cut off the uh, E6, which is the European uh, Road 6, which is a major one, goes through the whole of Europe. Maybe not the whole, but these European, uh, they go, you know, thousands of miles like this. Hmm. That is cut off in a very strategic point, right outside <clears throat> a small little town called Stenungsund, which is, I, I mean, it's nothing. But this one, in 2001, uh, some four months before 9-11, the Bilderberg Group had its meeting in Stenungsund. I mean, just a few kilometers mm. from where this landslide is. Okay. They do not pick, they pick these places for a reason. You know, so why did they pick this little one? It's out on a little island. And this happened just uh, weeks after Maui. And do you know, just behind the hotel where the Bilderberg Group met, there's a beach called the Hawaii Beach. I, I do not. And you in Sweden, I've never heard of any places that sort of takes names from abroad. It's always like Sandy Beach or this or whatever. But Hawaii Beach, I'm, coincidence, whatever, I'm just pointing it because the, they love these connections, you know. Wow. And, mm. and also uh, above that, like uh, some 40 miles north of, it's towards Norway, uh, there's another place where there was a landslide um, some years ago. And in that area, you have a massive, uh, it is the world's biggest underground bunker. The world, up until at least during the Cold War, with, with more than um, beds for more than 4,000 people. That is big, and we're talking about neutral Sweden. Why on earth would Sweden, of all countries, you would have thought that they had maybe 14 underground beds or whatever, 4,000. Why? There's this thing with Sweden. It's the world's biggest this, it's the world's biggest that, it's the world's biggest, you know, but dark. And so this is right on top of the area where this landslide happened where you have these uh, massive underground buildings and tunnel networks, and it's right by the, the uh, what do you call it, not the beach, but uh, the coastline as well, where there's been sightings of 
foreign submarines over the years, you know, where, mm. uh, but the ones that have been sighted has been with English writing on the side, you know, so it's been like allies that have come up and uh, had uh, engine problems. I'm not talking about the big scandal in the horse, horse shed and in, uh, I think it was 1982. I'm not talking about that. It's on the West Coast. And it was uh, in the 60s and 70s, these observations was done. Once again, very close to this area. Then you had a major disaster, I think it was in 89, where a, an oil tanker, by mistake, I, I don't, that one I don't know about, but it hit one of the uh, bridge pillars and collapsed a bridge, a big bridge, so that I don't know how many cars went over the top it was in the middle of the night and it was a major dramatic thing yes it is it is also not far from gothenburg where there was a uh, there's been several disasters that i guarantee you were gladio attacks on sweden we have sweden a very peaceful beautiful country where very also educated people so how do you do with a country like that if there's no, how can you justify having a lot of surveillance and security and all if there's no outer threat? So I would strongly suggest that uh, uh, Sweden has been attacked in different ways to shake the nation up, you know, these traumatic like, <laughs> And so they've had to create these because it was just so peaceful. Mm. So there was one tram accident uh, that was just absolutely bizarre where a, a tram, the, the hi, absolute highest point, I'm the only one that's pointed it out, but it's only because I was there and I started looking into it. I was like, what? There was this tram uh, in the 1994 or something like that, that they said they it was taken up to the highest, the exact highest point in Gothenburg. Gothenburg, there's a lot of hills like this. And right up there at the top of the, of the mountain, they said that there was this uh, tram driver who's, who they lost power, the electric power. So he thought, uh, let's roll it backwards and, and get it back where the power is. So he opened up seven different security safety brake uh, regulations. He broke seven, they say, to go, just get it to roll down to where there was electricity so that he could get power and get going again. But unfortunately, he he failed. So he had suddenly loosened all the handbrakes sort of on this one. I mean, that is like a, a projectile that weighs several tons of, I don't know how many tons, but it's like, and so it's it starts from the apps. It's like a, a fun fair, you know, park, uh, theme park. You go to the excellent top point of Gothenburg and then you let it go. And so this one, uh, thank God, there was a police car that saw what was going on. So the police car went in front of it with the sirens on. I would strongly suggest so that nobody would try and stop it because the truck could have gone in and just, you know, put its brake and started to slow it down or something like that. People are heroic, normal people. Instead, the police car was driving further, wheel, 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 with this one following so that it started gaining, gaining momentum more and more and more and more and more. And so it went all the way down through Gothenburg, like this, fun, fair park, like this. And then it came to 
a position where the tracks went 90 degree, meaning what will happen. And it just bent like that as an arrow and crest right into uh, a, um, um, yeah, a standstill position, but where people were, were standing waiting for the time to arrive. So it killed multiple of them. There was a, a car that broke into, broke into fire. And within seconds, the fire brigade was there, the police was there, all of that within seconds. And it was just like witness said, it was so amazing. They they were just like there. You know, first it was completely still and then boom, all of them. And and it was like 33 fire trucks, you know the, the numbers. They in the interviews they say, yeah, we had 33 of these, we had 13 that there was all of these were Freemasonic made. Uh, numbers and then it happened right where there's a big obelisk uh, you know the, mm. that one I tell you and there's another fire at a, at a disco where they blocked the exits it was immigrant kids and they burned them, they absolutely fried them yeah. and this was also there was a military drill before uh, where everything was prepared and they were having, they were going to have a drill in that exact house built in that building just a few hours later but instead the real thing happened what are the chances mm. and these are, are people that are still to this day many many died and many are still scarred for life you know and and the police were keeping people away trying to save their friends in there brutal 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 so so no, anyway so now we have so it sounds like sacrifices they're they're committing they're having sacrifices or yeah, certain events that, or something. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. Bizarre things are going on, that is for sure. And it's very often at this time of year, there's this October, November time of year where fires is the theme. I, uh, Cody Snodgrass, uh, the CIA whistleblower, uh, he was telling me about, I think it was October, November were fire, and then you had March, April was another element when it came to these sacrifices mm. so and if you haven't noticed there's a lot of fires going on in many different places at the moment so we have uh, when when this landslide happened also this is an area of sweden where there's a harp um, installation in sweden it's not like uh, the ones in alaska and other places where you got like massive amounts of antennas that are very visible once you see them here we have small units that are placed uh, like this, like in a all over the place. I've never seen them, but I've seen maps of them. And these, uh, this is conducted from the university in Vekre, which is a city in the south, and the uh, the University of Uppsala, north of Stockholm. And also, there's one place on uh, on the coast, a small, tiny little place called Onsala. That's also where they say this is, but they're denying that it's working at the time. Do you know, they say that, yeah, we built it up. It was the world's biggest this, it was the world's biggest that, and then we just turned it off. Really? Did you really? And so one of the things that uh, I've seen experiments with is like vibrations, how they can make landslides with vibration. Mm. And and these, this, this landslide, I tell you, and now there's, you can't fly or bubble, you cannot use drones. They've also made the uh, sort of closed off the roads so far away that you can't see the actual area at all. 
even if you try to get close, I have friends that try to get close and have a look. You cannot, they do not let you close. And they say it's a crime scene now because uh, somebody built illegally. There were six explosions in the area. And so now it's a crime scene. And then they say, oh, because of legal reasons, we're very sorry. We cannot get the permit to build a, a sort of a bypass road while fixing this whole thing. So we had to redirect the traffic into absolute, you know, it's like 10,000 vehicles per day that is now being detoured on small little gravel roads into the forest and which is also in certain areas, military areas where roadblocks could be so easily like clunk, clunk, you know, because it's already a military uh, ground. And at the same time as this happened, we had, uh, there was six, there was, um, you know, in, in Maui, if I'm correct, then who was carrying out the laser part of the operation was an uh, operation that went under the name of, um, of the um, Exercise Talisman Sabre 23. Okay, so here we had Exercise uh, Northern Beach 23. I think it's similar, the naming is very similar, okay? And that was in the Baltic Sea around Sweden. So when this landslide happened, then six big warships, NATO warships, went into the harbor of Malmö, which is the most southern city of Sweden. Six, never happened before, six ones, because they said they had to refuel and buy some food. Okay. I mean, Sweden is still neutral, not part of NATO. What are you doing there? And then we had a German warship that went into the port of Gothenburg. These are the two main ports in western uh, south and the west of Sweden. So this German warship just went in there to say hello as well. I'm just, uh, maybe they were low on fuel also. And then after that, that was replaced. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, with remember we're talking NATO here. The HMS Queen Elizabeth, that's the biggest warship in the UK. The, it is like unbelievably big that they had to redo all kinds of stuff for the port of Gothenburg to be able to get it in there. And as far as I know, it's in there now. Mm. What's on the inside of that one? Why is it there? What is it doing there? So... At the same time, we have, there's been, I'm talking about Sweden, maybe people are not so interested about Sweden, but that is a very specific example of the type of operation. So I'm just, that's why I go into detail, because right. then you might be able to see, wait a second, there's similarities here, there's similarities there, okay? So bear with me. So uh, uh, the last few years, as I said, Sweden used to be super peaceful, but the last 10, 10 years or so, there's been more bombings in Sweden than during uh, in Lebanon during the civil war. You know, it's like every fourth day they say there's an explosion in Sweden. Okay. I, so what? That's a lot of explosions. That's a lot of bang and boom. So I've looked into a lot of these bang and boom things, and when you look at it, it's like you look from a forensic point of view explosion, the epicenter of the explosion, that's where the most power is. And then it goes out, you know, to the sides and it just diminished the further away from 
that where it was detonated. The first. So it's just a normal way of seeing, okay, massive in, uh, damage and then less, 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 less. Here, it's just not true. Many times, we see somebody's just unhinged a front door and put it a bit on the side, put a guy with a uniform, turn a, a, close it off as a crime scene, taking a photo. There you go, boom. Maybe, I think often they, they use, um, what do you call them, the, the grenades that just make sounds like a sound grenade, boom, like yeah. that. But Black there's no, in, yeah, there's no impact. There's like other, many times it's balconies who, who, hates balconies enough so that they want to blow them up. But, you know, it's like, so these are often like apartment where nobody's living and then the the balcony, boom, blows. Or entrance doors, you know, who hates entrance doors so much that they want to blow them up? But when once again, when you look at the damages, very often, like there's been an explosion, they say, but the whole entrance door, perfectly, the edges are perfect, has just been has just fallen out and then there's a lot of debris on the on the ground also you would think that the glass would be blown away no it's on the outside instead of the inside it doesn't make any sense and mm. then you check out the villas where these things have happened they were abandoned villas and once again the damages doesn't match up and then they love the shoes so of course there's photos color-coded uh, nike trainers in the middle of the whole thing and bicycles lying outside as well absolute Bullshit, 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 fear-mongering bullshit. Mm. If I'm correct, carried out by the Swedish version of FEMA called MSB. There's especially one operation called Operation Rimfrost. These ones. So thanks to all of these explosions and the weapons that have been pushed into the gangs because they've let in a lot of immigrants, just like in the US, similarities, same, same pattern. Open up the borders, let them in, let them in, let them in. Cut down the financial support of the police. You know, uh, put up the military uh, there so that the military will be more powerful than the police and can step in and help the police, thus militarizing the police. So now they start looking like American police officers where you're like, holy shit, are we being invaded by a foreign nation or is it just a local cop? It's like, what kind of vehicles is that? Same thing going on here. And so thanks to all of these explosions and alleged shootings, many of them absolutely not true. I guarantee you that. Then the Swedish police have been allowed to use drones. So they have drones in Malmö, Stockholm, Gothenburg that are part of, they're not armed yet, but now the drones are there. And now NATO, just a few weeks ago, we're kind enough to offer to assist Sweden because of all of the troubles Sweden are having with gang violence and so. So NATO is now stepping in with warships. Say again? Okay, so you've got like gang wars and then you put in like a the biggest warship ever. The, wow. So so NATO is support is offering to help Sweden in this difficult situation. It's also because right now, Sweden is being pushed into NATO, even though unofficially it's been part of since the 50s, but now to officially take the step in. And they're playing all kinds of games with Turkey, where they, where Turkey say, no, we don't want to allow Sweden in if you don't become more aggressive against the burning of Korans, you know, the stepping up again. Do you remember the, the burning right. of the Quran? We, we were watching like, 
what burning they were tra- they were trainers they were the whole sh- it was like it cost maybe a hundred and twenty dollars in total to make that crap production yeah. and then with the effects all over the world instead of us just saying wait a second let's have a closer look what actually happened nothing nothing happened but the whole thing is just built up like that so NATO now wants to divide Sweden into apparent or Scandinavia into two and you have so the Scandinavian countries are Denmark Norway Sweden Finland Finland has just I think entered into NATO after a lot of pressure there so Sweden Finland would be natural Denmark Norway would would be natural and then uh, NATO is now trying to set up headquarters in Norfolk in northern England that would take part of one part of the uh, Scandinavia and the other one be it would be in Brussels to control mm-hmm. that. But I think it, it almost seems like they're trying to divide possibly Sweden into two countries to create chaos, maybe civil war, and break it into two. Because you've got Sweden, the southern, southern parts are up to a little bit north of Stockholm. That's where most people are. And then you got a massive big part where nobody, nothing is, where a lot of military activities, NATO things and exercises are going on. So I would not be surprised if they were, they're trying now also when you have the landslide here, then you got, uh, there's a hospital in Forlund, which is in the middle sort of, where they say now it's an emergency um, military stops leg i don't even want to it's like a high alert crisis uh, level because of covid they say and covid come on covid yeah so now that's on highest alert like that so so we suddenly have like a military situation in that city we have a landslide here and then going towards stockholm there's a, a place called forgesta that has been fenced in with electric fences, like uh, I don't know how many square miles with like high electric fences. When you look from the outside, it's a prison camp. What the hell is going on there? No, they say it's because of a a strange flu, swine bacteria flu that can maybe do things with people. So we use electric fences. Can can you see something is building up here? Really bizarre. And then you have like uh, uh, military uh, ships and vessels going in like that. You had two US B-52 bombers crossing over Stockholm not long ago. These, are, they're massive. I mean, they're the size of a small town. Yeah. And they were just going straight across Stockholm. Is that intimidation or is it, what the hell is that? So... I'm very concerned about Sweden at the moment. Very, very concerned because uh, if you the thing is with rulers, they cannot be the enemy because then you have problems with uprisings. Even in Sweden, you would have problems like that. So they have to come in as the hero, meaning once again you set the stage and then something happens. Boom! Problem, reaction, solution. Some Muslim organization suddenly decides to blow up 10 absolute useless uh, entrance doors or whatever, you know, or they would go more emotional. So, of course, it would be like daycare centers or, um, you know, pet uh, pet 
to refuge, uh, like uh, kittens or something to go oh, emotional. Right, yeah. Women, children, kittens, puppies, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they would have turned a mosque into like a rocket base or, you know, some. And then, boom, that goes up. And thank God, NATO is already here with their warships and the helicopters and the bombers and the fighters and the all. They were just here. Isn't that lucky? They were just refueling down the road and here, thank you so much, with 30,000. Thank you so much, Marshal Lowe. And uh, yeah, and then we celebrate them. Thank you so much for coming to protect us in this difficult situation that you set up. This is the thing. Problem reaction. The attacked one is actually the attacker. Mm-hmm. It's a sire, mind fuckery, big one. So this is what I think could be going on there. Now let's move on to Palestine. Here, here is a very very sad one, I think, because uh, we have dear Robert Kennedy Jr., who has been standing up and looking like the real deal for a long time. He's avoided pointing at Israel. Otherwise than that, he's been standing his ground. He's been really, uh, you know, like doing a lot of incredible stuff, I think. And uh, with his father in mind, his uncle in mind, I've been thinking this could be the real deal. Please look at the timing. I hope I'm so wrong. Like uh, about, is it three weeks ago? Something like that. He was on a platform a Jewish platform being interviewed, and what he was doing was celebrating the the Israeli soldiers and the way they were dealing with the situation and how they were only going for military tar- you know targets, how they were treating people with such utmost respect. I've been to Israel. It's a horror zone. It was it was, I mean, apartheid, militarized apartheid. Do you know, Israel was created by the Rothschilds at the end of the Second World War. Hitler even sent a lot of Jews. He was paying for the transportation for them to go down. The whole Second World War, I tell you, Syop, we had to relearn a lot there because we have been fooled in many areas. Anyway, so a lot of, of uh, Jewish people were being transported, paid for their transport and their furniture and everything to go to this place. That was called Israel. And thanks to the, what was it called, the Balfour, uh, I think that was the name of the, the document, they just said, this is where we're going to live. Jesus was here. He was here 2,000 years ago, so it doesn't matter who is living here. And now, bugger off, it's our country. And instead of being good neighbors saying, would you mind, can we live here in peace? They started, in a very brutal way, clearing up the area from the people that were living there, the Palestinians. Mm. Who will, and in it, one of the first ships that came down there were bombed. It was one of the first terror attacks ever. Turn out that it was MI6 that had placed the bomb on that ship, not the Palestinians, but the Palestinian was blamed for it. Then, not, not long after that, we had, I think it was the Ben Gurion Hotel that was blown to smithereens down there. Turn out it was an Israeli, but in Palestinian clothes. He was even the son of the mayor. That blew the whole thing up, killing their own people. That's the thing. 
then kill their own people. So the more the merrier, because then the numbers go up, the emotional impact is there, and then they can get away. The more that dies, the more they can get away with. So here we have again, where over the years, the Palestinians, I mean, would you enjoy suddenly having like your whole everything just taken over by someone else, including your holy city and and all of it just taken over and at gunpoint said, move out, move out. And yeah, so that, that happened in America with the American Indians. Yeah. It's it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same. Very similar. And in many African countries as well, the, the Western forces, or not even Western forces, just like uh, um, corrupted male energy desire has come in and just ruthlessly taken over. You know, no consideration. Instead of saying, can we live here in peace? Can we try and find a middle way like that? So instead of that, they, they pushed them out and in, in different uh, steps, they've been pushed out, pushed out, pushed out like that, put into refugee camps in southern Lebanon for, for decades. I've been there. Uh, you got the, the Western Bank, you got Gaza, uh, you got the Golan, High, Golan Heights. These are the areas that have been, they've been pushed out and it's the worst places of them all, of course, because the Israelis have taken over. But not only that, the things that were given to the given to the Palestinians has then been taken over and with new settlements where they just comes in with bulldozers and just level the houses and rebuild by gunpoint. I mean, can you blame people for being pissed off and, and uh, like, what is going on here? But as soon as somebody has taken a rock and thrown at them, they would then, I mean, fire back with, with tanks, rocks, tanks. Is there any kind of balance? No. So I think in, was it 2008 or something like that, they, Israel, decided with Benjamin Netanyahu, if you want to see what a real terrorist looks like, that's one for you. Yeah. Uh, woof, woof. Anyway, so they decided to build uh, the world's biggest outdoor open air prison. So they took the Gaza Strip. It's tiny. Israel is tiny. You go there, it's like, it's from there to there. It's so tiny. Yeah. And their US have been pumping in billions, literally billions of dollars year in, year out into this tiny little area. Why? 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 Well, there's a lot of double citizens going on, you know, and Zionist things and stuff like that. So anyway, so you have that, one of the world's most advanced uh, armies and surveillance to everything when it comes to military toys, they've got it. And then you got the world's biggest outdoor open air prison where, where they can do nothing, where everything has been shut off, even water and sewage and and checkpoints everywhere and big, big walls and most of the population, kids and teenagers. These are sort of the, whoa, the basic start for, for this war. So we got the world's biggest military and we got children and teenagers that have been locked in for years and years. Okay, that's a war for you, or is it not? And so they claim that uh, a group called Hamas came in uh, at the time. 
it was uh, I don't really know how it started as a political movement, but it turned into sort of like a military organization. When I was there, I was speaking to people uh, on both sides, and they said Hamas is Israeli. For, it, it's Israeli controlled. No. So we have we have the guerrilla on the inside, but it's actually Israel as well. So they can do all kinds of stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. like sending out some uh, homemade rocket like that, that would then uh, create uh, the the ground for a retaliation with F-16 bombers and stuff like that. One and carpet bombing inside that whole thing. So would you do that if you have any kind of brain activity going on? Wouldn't you know that if I fire one shot Against a tank, for instance, if I got like a Colt 45 from 9-11, no, uh, 19-11, yeah. If I fire one shot at that tank, it's pretty obvious that he will fire back with grenades and bombs and whatever. Is that logical to start a war like that? No, not at all. And so they have been dreaming for a long time about uh, taking over Gaza for once and for all. Gaza, Golan Heights. The Western Bank, get them out once and for all, kill them all. That has sort of been the wet dream for Netanyahu and his buddies. And the motto of Mossad, which is the Israeli intelligence services, is war by deception. They are the masters, war by deception. They are the ones that are coming up with all of these things where it looks like one thing, but it is actually something else. And so here we have first... Yeah, Kennedy saying this is the best army ever. They they have never been doing anything. I saw horrific stuff. I've heard many testimonials, horrific stuff, how they're being treated. I mean, how they're treating the Palestinians. But not only that, when I was there, the Palestinians was paid like a little more than half in wages, you know. They had to have special number plates on their cars. They weren't allowed to drive in certain areas. It's apartheid. They were not black and white, but they were completely separated, you know. And and uh, there was a lot of things also if uh, a Palestinian was going dating an Israeli, they often ended up dead in a ditch somewhere, you know. Very, very brutal, the, this whole segregation. Anyway, so we have Kennedy, very sad. When he started saying these things, I was like, either you have no clue been completely misinformed or you're part of this whole set thing because you are setting up the atmosphere oh the Israelis they just had to defend themselves again no 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 yeah that is bad that is really really ugly so it was the same, the same thing with Ukraine he he um <clears throat> had um uh Ukrainian uh leaders that were there at his compound uh, with the Ukrainian flag, and his son fought for the Ukrainians, and I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not on board with you. And now this, I'm like, yeah, this, there's some problems, problems with them. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to MichaelKJaco.com, UnleashingIntuition.com where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. I mean, I mean, nowadays they can manipulate video material and all of that. If it's not manipulated, 
then in my world, Kennedy out the window. He, I will, yeah. you know. So, if true, very, very sad, very, very disappointing. And so here we have this whole thing where there's suddenly a war. Okay, so how did that happen? Well, suddenly, without the Israeli surveillance, with I mean, even if you burped outside the near the wall, there would be like tanks within two seconds. You know, if a cat, you hear people that worked for them, there were soldiers inside. They said even if a cat or a goat got close, it would be activated. They would, everything was set up, you know. And here, suddenly all of the guards were sent on a holiday, more or less, you know, in a different area. So they weren't there. So they had no idea about this whole thing building up. They had no idea. And then out of nowhere, boom, 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 they were attacked. So the Israelis managed to break through the walls. And thank God there were professional photographers that were standing waiting, getting a lot of good shots when this surprise attack happened because they almost looked like film posters, some of these photos, where it's like, whoa, how did you manage to get that? And bulldozers, and I don't know what kind of equipment that they're not allowed to have in there were suddenly there that made them be able to break through this wall. They even came with, was it hang gliders or something like that? Right. Yeah. That is that is also impressive, especially since for a hang glider to start, you need a height so that you can jump off a cliff or something and then go like that. Well, these these had like that fan on the back so they could actually fly them. Okay, that makes more sense. In that case, a major threat toward Israeli military. I'm sure, you know. So, so we have all of these things coming from inside, mm-hmm. and then suddenly that justifies this massive, massive retaliation yeah. where, once again, it's like it's like a newborn baby up against Mike Tyson, muscle-wise, and we call it a war. It has nothing to do with, with a war. It is genocide it, and, and land grab. It's like Maui, but here we do it there, and we divert the attention away from Maui so that people forget about that so they can get away with that. Then we go here, and then maybe in a week or two, we move on to the next chapter. So people start forgetting about Palestine. Yep. That's the way the pl- game is played. So so they go in. Well, there, and, the, I, I looked at uh, some of the cars that were burned. Uh, they the had exactly. Festival, directed energy weapon. Absolutely. The, you see it again. You see it again. It's the same anomalies with these cars where it said that this bomb came. Really, and and where's all the glass? Where it's just melted. It's just, it's the same. And in the meantime, the airport in Luton in London, England, was also hit by a fire where they have the exact same anomalies. Where it's like, I think it was like 15 cars that was uh, damaged or completely destroyed. And you look at them, they're the same. As in Flyer San Agustin in, in Chile, no, Argentina, sorry about that. Mm. As in Maui, as in, in uh, Paradise, as in, do you remember the uh, the parking house in Liverpool? I showed you some, was it 2016? Right, yeah. it, it's just like somebody's up there, you know. And so this is where it gets spooky because when you see how they build it up, making places really dry or really wet, depending on what the plan is, you know, either wet for landslides or dry for fires, and 
they can trailing first and then they start cutting away the water and then you know with the mm-hmm. it they're speeding it up they're ramping it up all the time so do I do I trust anything at all that comes out regarding the the whole thing in in the Middle East here we if you look at mainstream media I have not seen any pro-Palestinian at all comments it's it's how the Palestinian terrorists have kidnapped and raped and uh, and killed nothing about the the power balance at all and now the US and NATO have sent down is it seven big military ships down there outside the the strip of Gaza I think it's like two and a half miles wide and 4.5 miles high it's nothing and it's with a wall around it there's more than 1.4 million people inside of there and then they they even said like that okay you in the northern part you got 24 hours to get the hell out here's the way out and they said go to this point and get out then they bombed that place mm. yeah you know what what really what's really frustrating uh, you know, it's they're they're extremely poor. Um, like you're talking about, you know, they make half of what you know someone in that comparable uh, environment would make uh, economically. So they're keeping them suppressed. But remember, you remember Yasser Yasser Arafat? Yeah, he was like their negotiator for all those years for ten years or more. He was involved in all those wars. He was involved in you know setting up uh, you know operations in Jordan, all kinds of crazy stuff. When he died, his his family had three billion dollars. What the heck? Who was paying him, and what would, who who is he stealing from? It's unbelievable. I want to really check these numbers again. I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, he was poisoned, and uh, this was a man of peace. As far as oh I yeah, know. he was he was definitely, and that that you could be right. It could be uh, just part that of that situation. Sounds- for yeah. me, that sounds like absolute bullshit on steroids. Trick. Yeah, I, I, I totally believe that he was poisoned. No, no question about it. Yeah. Uh, the way he died, uh, you know, you yeah. can see it, see it, see it happen. But also, so yep. easy to to uh, defame someone like that by just make an article, spread an article like that. Four billion. Oh, yeah. Found in his in his drawer. You know, when they open, when they open. Oh my God! Look here, and it's all in you as uh, newly printed the money that's amazing i mean he he didn't live like a rich person but there it is we just planted it so it must be true mm. you know if it's even true because if you control media you can just pump out whatever you want so i i i don't say it's not true i just say whoa i've never heard anything like that about him and i would very much like because if that's true then i have completely uh, misjudged him yeah, I mean, you know, they're like you said, they're going to disinformation people, uh, people that are trying to expose stuff. You know, they 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 find uh, child porn on their their computers, all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> so even even his um, wife, you know, they went after her to destroy his wife. They said his mm-hmm. wife had all this money, and so uh, I was like, mm, maybe, but uh, it, you know, th- it does it does seem suspect because we talk about how. Somebody has to negotiate, and somebody gets paid off, and so maybe. Uh, I, 
I did not see that behavior with him at all, but I might be completely wrong. But David Atlee Phillips, who was the chief of, uh, he was the handler of Lee Oswald and and many other very key in the assassination of JFK. He was later the the chief of the Western Hemisphere for the CIA. Western. Uh, he, as far as I know, it was he who said that he could kill more people with his typewriter than a thousand guns. That's that's what that's how they do it now. They're not sacrificing as much as they used to. Uh, they just kill people off with words. So. That's, yeah, that's can, where we come in. We we come back and we we we're striking at them now. I wonder how they like that. They don't. That's that's why we're we're both you know sometimes on the run and moving around and all all the stuff that we do. Well, it's uh, you have to be very very careful with the information that is. I I really try to speak only things that I see or or believe in, not speculate. And if I speculate, I try to be very aware of this. saying, I speculate. Now, this is, I don't know, I speculate. Because yeah. the inform- just because you read it somewhere, look at these agencies there, the budgets are, and they're so big, even for small countries like Sweden, amazing budgets. Who's working for them? Nobody knows. What are they doing with the money? Nobody knows. Right. Are they there to protect us or not? Nobody knows. We're being told they are. Is it true? Nobody knows. Hmm. It's like, well, you know, when I worked it, for the CIA, I saw a lot of big payoffs, millions. Uh, so, I mean, we we had bundles that we would give out to in Iraq that we would, uh, you know, have flown in, and then we'd pass them out. So, uh, to money, like, money, we, money is not an issue normally. No. I mean, I mean, Chip Tatum, uh, the CIA whistleblower. He told me that when he was, uh, uh, you know, operational as a pilot or in different assassination attempts, he normally had about $250,000 on him, uh, you know, when he flew in and, and had a crew or whatever, so in case he needed to pay people off or whatever. So, you know, when I hear about um, CAA operatives, they said, yeah, you had to have like $100 in your shoe or whatever in case something happened. It's on different levels. The way the level he was operating on money was not an issue at all, at all. So, yeah, I, I here we go again. I mean, so many people are are suffering from these. Uh, we I even have a f- close friend here whose family is now a, in a bunker. She's a come. She's a Israeli Jew, and mm-hmm. the thing is with with it's not the Jews. People say it's. Oh, it's not the Jews, or it is the Jews. It is people behind, hiding behind them. Right. They look at look at what they did with their own people. If you believe their own people, with the jabs, what people got more jabbed than the Israeli ones? Yeah, ninety percent. Mean, That's crazy. They they were so brutal there with their own. I I had thought they're gonna leave their own alone. No, 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 no. They went full on. Mm. So. So it's not the Jewish people are so, and by the way, that's a faith. It's not a race. It's behind them. It's behind. It's behind, and that's where this this agenda comes from. So people like Netanyahu, that's one brutal mother for you. Yeah, these it's these Definitely individual evil, evil demonic person. Yeah, whoa. And then you have many and of his same uh, caliber, but yeah. hiding behind also religion. Yes, uh, and. Uh, 
there's bizarre things going on now connected to the Kabbalah in different areas. You know, we ju we just had, maybe you can explain this to me, uh, where the alleged truck attack happened in Stockholm. Right. It's a pedestrian street in central Stockholm where this truck is said to have crashed into a, a big super uh, mall, high-end, and uh, with five people killed and many, I completely debunked it, gone through all of it. But at that exact location right now, there's like a tree hanging upside down in a in a wire cross, like almost like a, it's not a Christmas tree, but almost ha hanging upside down. Do you, do you know? Do you understand the symbolism of of that? Mm -mm. Is that something that resonates with you? I know that the Kabbalah is talking about the that tree, the upside down tree, but I need to find out more. If anyone listening here knows, please let me know because uh, there, there's so much going on. And it, it was like I was seeing it on uh, Swedish media not long ago, and they were talking about the current situation politically. I said, I don't even know who the prime minister is. It's not important for me to know because they are completely, uh, you know, the enemies from within. Their agenda, whoever is the prime minister or foreign minister or whoever, doesn't matter at this point because it's so taken over. Yeah. It's, oh, there, I, I was looking at the news before we came on, and uh, there was a a gunman that killed two Swedes in Brussels. Uh, oh, so God. I know. So did he there, need his shoes? That's, that's interesting. You bring up the, the the Swedish stuff and start to point that out. So here we have uh, why Swedes are targeted. Uh, like it's just yeah. on and on. So it's a uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah oh, that's I didn't even know about that. Mm -hmm. By the way, you just had a, a mass shooting in Pennsylvania. I left the shoes. Thank you so much. Uh, that's always mm -hmm. interesting. I call it. A mass shoe thing nowadays. Mass uh, shoe, so, shoe thing. thing. <laughs> shoe thing. Yeah. Another mass shoe thing. So here, okay, so two uh, two Swedes, apparently, I'm just speculating now, was shot in Belgium, do you say? Okay, yeah. so I would strongly suggest that might very well be in Brussels, where the headquarters of NATO is. Oh, they carried right. out mu multiple of these attacks. If it, it could very well be at the airport or the metro in central, um, if they recycle it, then the re, the the Swedes when when there were uh, when there was an uh, alleged attack on the Brussels airport in 2016, there were people from Norway that were being victims from this whole thing being interviewed. These victims were also at the Norwegian. A place uh, when the government building was blown up there. They just happened to be at the airport there. And then you had a uh, Swede sitting on the benches on some of the photos from the airport in Brussels were the Swedes. Then when when the truck attack happened, you had a woman from Belgium and Sweden. Do you see? They do it like this. It's, mm. it's NATO. They do it like this. Oh, it's just a coincidence. It's not. And so many times we've had I think there's four or five people in media saying that they have been to three of these terror attacks. You know, so such bad luck. I was there with the mass shooting in, in Oslo. I was there in Paris. I was there in Nice. I mean, that's bad luck for you. What other chances? There one in a gazillion that you would be in this exact position, but not if you're part of it. Not if you're part of it. And that's also where they love these names, like one of these victims or, or people that were there. Her name was Julia Monaco. 
you know, so I will right away, I say, whoa, yes, another. Do you remember uh, East Palestine a while ago? And, and I, isn't, All right, isn't, no. wasn't it East? And I was saying, I don't know, but there's a pointer here towards right. Palestine. That's a very unusual name. Very good. Pal you know, and then we had the That's stabbing. That's right. In, How about that? Yeah. Huh. Then we had the stabbing in Moscow, Idaho. Uh, do you know, and then exactly. all the shebang happened in Moscow. Do you know they have these on, on the day on the day that uh, Kenny was assassinated? So, um, that's 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 interesting. I'm looking at it right now. It says, of course, they have to throw in Sweden this summer raises terror alert level after a public desecration of the Quran. So it was like a soccer match, and Sweden and Brussels are, are you know uh, in the soccer match. So the shooter came out. And he's still at large and killed those two Swedes at the soccer match. And what, soccer what was the thing? What was the thing with the Quran? Had they burned the Quran? What was that you said to start with? Or did uh, desecrations of the Quran. What? What? In what? Uh, what did that have to do with the shooting? Exactly. But they put they no. threw that in there. So you see, they're, so, they're trying to tie it to that with their news control. I call bullshit yet again. <laughs> I have not even looked into it, but do you know, like, let's say that we want to set it up. Like, how easy you, you're in, like, even if there's 40,000 people there in the football stadium together with you, you, you and I set it up. We are in, you know, so the guards that are next to us, the ambulance drivers, the police are in on it, key people are in on it. So you pull out a gun with blanks. I've got a bit of a bit of a uh, ketchup bottle uh, with me. You fire two, boom, boom. I spray some ketchup on myself. I look dead. Forty-five thousand people believe. Oh my God! If they're being told this just happened, I saw it. Well, did you really? I was there. I heard the shots being fired. Well, what did you actually see? So you can so easily set something like that up. In front of all of these people, it's only the closest ones. You have to go really, really close to see, did it happen or did it not? And often you have a group of people so that in that area, it's your people. So that you, and you have these bouncers at the outskirts of the, of the area that just keeps normal people away. Right away, boom, boom, and keep them away. And then you just uh, get a stretcher in, carry out the dead body with the ketchup. And there you go. We can start another war blamed on that incident. It's so easy. Ward by deception. It's so easy. Yeah. So th that's amazing you brought up that uh, that train derailment in Ohio, uh, East Palestine. So that was on February 3rd. Of course, this, this attack was, you know, October 7th. I wonder if there's any kind of connection with the dates or anything like that. So I mean, you got the third of February, twenty twenty-three, yesterday, wasn't it? February, uh, yeah, February third, twenty twenty-three. Yeah, two, three, five, five. So, yeah, but it's also two times three times. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in these areas, but yeah, I mean, not always do they. But that's another bizarre thing in in Palestine there with the whole thing with a movie. That was filmed on the location with the exact same theme that then happened. What are the chances? I mean, 
what? It's amazing. No, it's not. It's bullshit. It is being staged and set up and played out right in front of your eyes. Yeah. So we need to break this spell. We need to wake up out of this, like, uh, I don't know what. It's almost like we've been drugged on some kind of heavy uh, kind of thing. And it's sort of like right in our face. And it's only when we snap out of it and start saying, whoa, 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 wait a second. This makes absolutely no sense. No, because you activated your brain. That's the difference. Mm. My, I don't know if I told you, my daughter was four years old. And I was sitting one day in my office doing adult stuff, looking at 9-11 and the tower was coming whoop down. Did I tell you the story? I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So she came in, four years old, was playing around and she said, hi, daddy, what are you doing? And so I, I told her the official story. She, she was watching the video. I told her these planes came and then the, it went straight down. She looked at me. She said, dad, I'm a child. I'm not stupid. Why are you lying to me? Four years old, she saw, that's not true. These buildings, there's something that's just not true. Is that a cartoon or whatever? It's just four years old. That's an unmessed up mind. Yeah. That's just normal. No, that's not true. Just like when I saw the, the Sapruda film the first time I, with a headshot, it took me less than 18 seconds to say the official story. That's just not true because it, somebody must have, and then it's taken me 43 years to figure out what, what went down. Yeah. But to see it and this, for her to see right away, boom, no, that's not true. And then she went away and played and did with her legal or whatever. And I was like, wow, NIST reports, all of these type of things out, you know, yeah, really, you can have all these long titles and a thousand, fifteen hundred pages documents saying absolute baloney. Right. That's, she saw right through it. Yeah. And I find that interesting. So we had to do the same. We had to learn from a four-year-old saying, okay, I need to unlearn all of these things that have been pushed in. I really love the word brainwashing, by the way, because I think that is what we should give it a really good rinse, wash out all the crap. Yeah, brainwash. It's, yeah. It really shouldn't be called brainwashing what they're doing because that's not what they're doing. They're actually cramming in. A, it should be brain crapping, filling, whatever. And then what we should do is brainwash it, give it a really good rinse and a cleanse and, and get in some fresh air and some meditation and some nice music and peaceful whatever. And then once it's cleansed and clean, we can start using it again, reboot it. Because, because they, they, I think they're getting desperate. I really think they are. Because they're moving fast forward so fast or they're completely sure of their power position so they, they don't care anymore and they just, I hope it's the first one that they're, they're desperate. But I also feel, Michael, that the things like we do it feels to me like there's a great importance in doing these things because it's almost like evil, the energy evil can build up as long as it's not seen. But as soon as you turn around and you see it like the shadows behind you and you start looking at it and saying, I see you, I see what you're doing, it's sort of like it starts deflating again. Oh, yeah, yeah. So even in things like this, 
we yeah. might reach a you know, I, I really think we that we had a very good effect on uh, Moscow, uh, Idaho, when we, with yeah. your brilliance, of course, uh, when we came out and and started poking holes in that thing, it it basically went away right after that. It was like front front page news, and same thing with monkeypox. I was I was all over monkeypox. Uh, it it just went away. So you're right. I think if we can expose it soon enough. Uh, it can have that effect of basically bringing the light on the shadow and the shadow just disappears. Yeah. It, that's, that's the thing. You're in a dark room, switch on the light, mm -hmm. boom. There's no fight. It just... So truth has an incredible power. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it's scary to turn around and look at these shadows sometimes because they look really... And no. So let's just keep doing it. And uh, the more the merrier, because what's going on so not okay. Yep. And also, I just uh, I keep asking myself, how much can they r crank it up? And um, how much more? It's like it's a ding 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 that celebrate that too, but yeah, you know, until we get to the point where uh, it people just go, ah, that's such bullshit. I'm not going to listen to this anymore, uh, mm -hmm. or pay or give these guys any more, uh, you know, attention. It's because uh, I've seen it overseas. I've I've, I've known uh, different things that had happened that were complete bullshit because I was on the other side, and the other the other side had this incredible disinformation, tear down the other side campaign, like we're seeing in, uh, for both sides, really, in the Israel and Hamas uh, campaign of uh, disinformation. But uh, I, I saw, I knew I knew what the real story was. And all all the stuff, every day, they just kept heightening it. It's like you're talking about do, 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 more and more. It's like they kept pushing it until it just went too far. I think they started bringing in like uh, aliens or something, and then it was it was too much, <laughs> and then it just completely shut down. And then the CIA paid made a payment to to a family, and then they're like, okay, we're good, and they just disappeared. And they were the ones that were pushing uh, the incident to begin with. So it is it is crazy, um, the 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 bullshit that goes on. I mean, it's now they're trying with a new virus here, and I don't know if you heard it, something with an N. Nick by or something like that. Did they start scanning here at the airport in in Bali? They say, but it's like how many times are you gonna now with COVID again in Sweden and they put it sort of like high alert? How many boosters? How many? How you right. can't keep the fear up there? And and like if you look at psychological operation with the Zika virus, you do you how do you amp that one up? that a virus that eats the brains of babies, I mean, that is pretty wild. Can you, it would be a eat the brains of kittens, that would be one that could top that one, but otherwise than that, you cannot. And so it starts yeah. going downhill instead. Well, just like the they came out with like uh, 40 babies were decapitated and burned, uh, I blew that up. Uh, Where, so, but I still, this, this? I still hear people repeating it and it, it basically got blown up throughout all social media now. Wait, and is this Hamas? Yeah. Hamas supposedly, uh, you know, they had 
But, and now, now the information's out that uh, basically Israeli military was told to stand down for seven hours. That's that's starting to leak out. Seven hours on the seventh. Uh, so uh, during that time frame, they were able to get into all these different, uh, you know, little enclaves and um, amazing decapitate an- forty babies, forty. Oh my God! And burn them, not just that decapitate, them, but burn them as well. So they have like of these course. pictures supposedly. Uh, and they they've been linked to like uh, like pet rescue little puppies. Oh. The the person with their hands gloved hands in the in the little basket and everything, and then it shifts to not a puppy in there anymore, but a supposed burned baby. I looked at that. It's like I, I'm like you. I'm like bullshit. You know. There's and then I started looking into it. So yeah, it's the same scene. Uh, you Where just take the puppy out and you put the burn something crispy yeah. thing. Uh, and that's a that's a that's a decapitated burned baby, and were they um, in incubators? Yeah, exactly, incubators. Yeah, were they in incubators? I no, I don't know. Maybe I haven't heard that yet. But I heard there were like uh, babies and their cribs or something, and they yeah. just threw the cribs around. It's like I tell you. And you then could, there was oh, there was one with a dog. There was a dog oh. running out, and they shot the dog. No, and they they put a put a, like a, a thing over the dog so you can see the dog getting shot, but th- they went boom and the dog's like, it kept coming and they boomed again and then the dog dies, but they didn't show it. It was all fuzzy. So was it really dog dying or did the dog like lay down and it lay down? <laughs> oh, it's the drama. The drama. Yeah, yeah. You have every single time from the Iraq War and onwards. They have this live reporter as well who's standing, and in the background you get this. You have this building, and they're standing with a helmet and a bulletproof in front of a green screen. Right. Sorry, did I say green screen? Yes, I did. Anyway, so they're standing there, and then I'm reporting live from Tel Aviv. No, sorry, Belgrade. No, sorry, wherever Burkina Faso. No, sorry, wherever you're told. And then boom, it goes off, and they go, oh, oh, and it's live TV for you, Mike. That happened. That did happen. Yeah, I saw that one. And then you had. The oh same God. here. And you have these people running around, diving in ditches, and there's nothing going on. There's absolutely nothing. I saw this photo. I thought it was hilarious. It was from the, from Kazakhstan, no, it's Ukraine, I think, where this guy, this BBC reporter is lying, hiding like that with a helmet in the background. You got this old farmer, farmer lady, you know, with, with, uh, some bags from the local grocery. She's walking in the background like this, and he's hiding from the bombs. There are no bombs, you know. She's just <laughs> like, "What is up with these foreigners?" Well, that that was yeah. that was going on in some Israeli airport where people are like jumping down and and hiding themselves. Uh, and you see, look what probably was a, a combat veteran pilot, uh, American pilot, just walks by and it's like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> they did that in the in the uh, Brussels airport as well. People were lying, hiding. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then somebody in the background, like, "What's going on here?" No, sorry, you're not on the set. Get out! Get out! Get out! <laughs> you know, one time we were, uh, I was working extra uh, in a in a commercial in in Mallorca, Spain. We were dead broke, so so we were often doing this. So the whole family. It was a Fanta commercial. And it was uh, on a on a beach that was well known for German, uh, what do you call them, without clothes? Nudists. What do you call them? Nudists, yeah. yeah. And, and so there were several times when, and action, 
oh god can somebody get that naked guy out of the <laughs> these German <laughs> tourists coming Just walking by that's, that's hilarious yeah so you were looking at one thing and then illusion broken sorry get that guy out you know yeah no we have to widen widen our vision and our understanding and do not buy into the efficient narrative without checking it and just use normal logic that's that sound logical to you and like fletcher prouty my hero from the 60s uh, uh the a real whistleblower from the inside of the pentagon and black ops he's the guy that is called mr x in the jfk movie he said when you look at these type of things to see if they were real or not see what did not happen what mm. was not the way like these people seven hours seven hours they were looking the other way and all of these things happen i mean really do you know how long seven hours is like yes let's take a nap here and wake me up in seven hours that's a hell of a long time where everything is like that open up and things exploding and going up you still don't react it's a tiny country so even if they were over there they could have been there in 30 minutes full on no seven hours give me a break Thank you so much for making it so obvious that uh, even the most hardcore deniers might start seeing that, hello, something is bizarre. Ah, uh, no question. So yeah, it's uh, it's the same thing with uh, 9-11, where supposedly they're yes. having a drill, you know. Uh, there were 20 drills, Michael. There were 20 drills oh, this day. Well, there was no aircraft to shoot down anyway, so, uh, you know, there was a CGI and a missile actually went into the Pentagon, and then, you know, out in that Pennsylvania field, it was already, they already dug a little hole and put a bunch of stuff in it, and it made it look like there's motoring ruin, but no, no planes had crashed. There was no planes in the air to shoot down or stop or anything like that, so it didn't matter if they were going to be but, but all day. But it's also when you got big operations like that, most of the time things goes wrong. I don't know if that mm. Pennsylvania or, or the one hitting the ground, uh, if that was sort of like um, uh, the ultimate diversion, deception or whatever to just do the other. Because, I mean, come on, there we are. Well, what did you find in the hole? Well, we found a driver's license that had expired like 10 years ago. That was the only thing left. Oh, <laughs> good on you. It's, uh, my God. And the plane itself, no, sorry, it's just gone. And all the luggage, well, just gone. It's amazing. It just yeah. went straight down the hole. Yeah. Do you know another one? Back to Sweden. Okay, so we have this landslide in the middle of the night. Okay, so they send up a helicopter with, uh, what do you call it, one of these guys in a wire down there, what do you call them, uh, to, to rescue people uh, out at sea. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is overland, but anyway, so they say, let's send the helicopter. So it's there in the middle of the night. You can see the spotlight going, rup, 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 uh, looking for, for victims in this massive area that is the size of a big living room. So massive, big living room. But anyway, so you hear the boop, 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 and they're checking. No, there's no one here, and there's a car over there. Okay, so let's lower down, and, and they, they lower them down. When they do that, there's no engine in the background. There's no boop, 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 boop. They're standing on a parking lot somewhere, just like, yes, more to the left. Okay, 
all to the right there. Where's the engine? Hello. You know, you should be up in there. And they they lower the somebody into a hole that's not there. There was no holes. There was no I mean, you would need like maybe a hole twenty meters before you would call in a helicopter, I would suggest how no. So the whole drama mm. is absolutely not true. Wow. And I think that's about enough for today. Yeah, I agree. All right, Ole, that was great. Great reveal. Great, uh, you know, um, this is this is how it looks all around the world. Thanks a lot. And and please be aware, do not forget Lahaina. Do not forget the kids. Do not forget the kids in Gaza. Every time there are these big things, kids goes missing. That mm-hmm. this is the thing. They in this whole thing, where do they go? Where do they go? Yes. And don't forget uh, Ole's uh, website, Light on Conspiracies. So we have uh, .com. Dot com. And uh, yeah, lots lots of uh, you know research uh, you can tap into and uh, definitely uh, jump in there and, and check that out. A lot of free information too. Yeah, there's uh, if you go up in the corner there, there's uh, pick a category down there's a big drop down there where there's more than 5,000 articles there. And then you got uh, more than 1,100 on my own interviews. There's podcasts, there's Sofa Talks, there's what we call Daylights, there's uh, my monthly newsletter. Please sign up for that uh, where I show exactly the things that I find. I find a lot and I point it out so you can see for yourself. I also predict uh, a lot of these uh, things. And uh, also my research vault, I believe is the biggest in the world uh, of my, it's my whole life that is put down in a five terabyte uh, external hard drive or online, perfectly organized where you can check out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases. Yep. And I do coaching as well. Very nice. Believe it or not, I'm actually coaching coaches most of the time because uh, the ones that, uh, that look me up are their way of coaching used to work when the world was uh, sort of more or less normal and then it was just got completely turned upside down and they get got very confused themselves well this got my eye that's pretty interesting was jfk's body dumped at sea wow well that's you know kind of little treasures in there so yeah no i tell you that arlington cemetery if there's anybody down there it's the body of J.D. Tippett. It's not uh, JFK himself. Uh, I kid you not. And I agree. Was, I agree. That was overheard by James Files and Chip Tatum, as far as I know as well, both of them CAA, that overheard mm-hmm. uh, people, uh, Ted Shackley and other people, talking about how his body was dumped. Oh, wow. To get rid maybe, of Maybe Marilyn found that out too, and that's why she they killed her too. So no. no, she died before. Oh, okay. Wow. We should talk about this in Ireland. I know, right? You're gonna. <laughs> but it's like that's so the women want it. They want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's just really sad that whole thing. Wow. Before. Anyway, Mr. Jaco. All right, sir. Wish you a good night. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Reality.